Welcome to Amusings with Chelsea and Angie. I'm Chelsea. I'm Angie. What's up, guys? So we are on uh, part two. Part two of the Murdaugh trial, and a little background story on everything that was going on in our opinions, and chit chatting about it and stuff like that because the verdict has come in, and yeah, so. We're going to kind of pick up where we left off. Last episode, we talked about... Stephen um, Smith. Yes, Stephen Smith. And, and uh, Gloria, Gloria Satterfield. Yep. So now we're going to go into the boat case. Well, what is referred to as the boat case, which is, is. actually the death of Mallory Beach. Yep, absolutely. Okay. And we're going to talk about what we've heard, Netflix series, and of course the HBO, HBO. series in regards to the Murdoch uh, trial. Uh, again, we are not associated with anybody or anything. It's just us chit-chatting, doing our thing. So, um, all right. As it was said, uh, we're on the death of Mallory Beach, okay? In February 2019, Alex's younger son, Paul Murdoch, was charged with three felonies after the death of his teenage friend Mallory Beach in a boating accident. Um, Paul's blood alcohol content was .286 which was over three times the legal limit to operate a motor vehicle. Yet despite being the driver of the boat uh, Paul was not given a sobriety test he wasn't taken to jail or uh, arrested. Arrested, no handcuffs, no nothing whatsoever at all. Um, he got special treatment, according to um, people that were around the area at the time that this happened. The judge denied a uh, prosecution request uh, that you know it was alcohol with a minor. So. Okay, so Let's now go we're going to talk about it. Okay, so this is what I know. So, um, Anthony Cook, his cousin Connor Cook, mm-hmm. and their girlfriends Miley and uh, Anthony's girlfriend Mallory. Yep. And Paul and his girlfriend Morgan. Yes. They were going to an oyster... Oyster burn or something like that. Where oyster bake? Yeah. Clam someone... bake? I don't know. It, something to do with oysters. I don't know. I'm not from the... Uh, yeah. Near those waters. waters. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh, got in the truck. Paul drove to the convenience store. Yes used his brother Buster's driver's license to purchase alcohol. Then you see, they have video, surveillance video of all of this. Uh, Then they get on the boat. There are tons of little Snapchat 
videos and um, that everybody was posting that, you know, they were drinking and stuff. But um, then they got to the oyster party. I don't know. Oyster clam party. Whatever. Um, We're drinking there. They said Paul turns into this other person, Timmy, uh, when he drinks drinks too too much. much. And he was becoming aggressive and uh, just kind of a jackass. Then on the way, they wanted to take an uh, Uber. They wanted to uh, get home. Be responsible. Yes. Because uh, some people know when to their limit, you know? Yes, absolutely. But uh, Mr. Big Shot Paul said, I don't want to leave my boat here. So they, I don't know, again, second, you know, backseat driver, uh, next day quarterback, whatever, you know. (laughs) uh, You can't. You can't change things that have happened, but... Yeah. Well, so, again, a lot of people, you know, if you're young listening to this podcast, you've probably... Don't drink and drive. You know, you've probably had a drink, maybe not. Hopefully, you know, you're smart and responsible. Your parents taught you right, or grandparents, or whoever. Paul's parents supplied alcohol at... The house and let the kids drink at 16. And Bad look, parenting. And look, I see that two ways, okay? Coming from the aspect of your parents, you know, tell you don't drink until you're 21, don't do this, don't do that. And of course, you get encouraged that you want to do it because you're not allowed to do it. Yeah, and it's illegal. And they want to experience that and stuff like that. Um, I had a friend whose parent would allow certain kids not everybody certain kids to drink um at their house but the rule was you don't leave the house you stay the night and you're sober before you leave Mm -hmm. um sort of thing and and again that was a semi-responsible thing to do but at the same time maybe not necessarily a full responsibility because it should be the parent's choice whether or not to allow that kid to drink so but again that's just me on that account I had a few sips of alcohol right. before I was legal. Right. But they would say, here, you know, have a sip, have and a then sip you go, God, beer tastes like, you know, licking dirt. <laughs> um, and then I was like, I do not like beer. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not a fan. I'm a liquor person myself, but... Liquor. But, again, it is very, very rare that I drink. It's, like, minutely rare, but occasions happen where that comes into play. But, again, these got... These people right here at the time, they were, you know, 17, 18, I think, years old around mm-hmm. that time. And they're wanting to be kids and have fun and experience life. I got that. But just, oh, my gosh, please be responsible. Please, please, please be safe and be responsible when you're doing that stuff. Unfortunately, this was not one of those situations. No, unfortunately. So, um, they were headed back. Then Paul wanted to stop off at a bar, which was on the... On the lake. On the lake. And... A lot of places have those. um, Whatever. Um, (laughs) And 
the him and I think Connor yes. did a shot. Which again, both underage. Haha. <laughs> um and you know, if you're already drunk, why do you go and go somewhere and get drunker? Well, it, you know, I don't understand something. Okay, so at the gas station, you know, typically whenever I was younger, went to the gas station, you bought some alcohol or whatever the case may be, they grab your card, they scan the back of it, then they look at the ID to see if it matches. Again, this is the whole family special Stuff. Look, they're both ginger little clown heads. How do you, you know, how do you differentiate? Ah, it's got ginger, super ginger red hair. Well, I mean, I guess it beeps. You're not worried about it. You keep going on with the, your job. And, okay, yeah, there's there there's one case. But to have two different sets of people probably card this guy. If, you know, I know for sure that the the gas station lady did because it was on the camera mm-hmm. but as far as the bartender i don't remember seeing him card him no uh, you just, from the films yeah, of it, it they're was, just it was far away yeah so like, so if he did okay at least you you did your due diligence you tried because obviously he had a he had somebody else's id that was still a valid id but still but it, it connor did yeah, connor have a fake id too i don't know i don't know if so, he even i i don't remember if he took a shot or just that Paul maybe bought two of them and then slid one over to him. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. So, um, then they head back to the boat. Yes. Mallory, uh, and Anthony were together, uh, and heading towards the boat and Morgan and Paul got into a fight Yes, and you can clearly see that on the video. She is um, not happy. On both the HBO and the Netflix mm-hmm. series. that um, She's clearly just walking off because Paul's drunk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- there's such thing as th- there's too much alcohol. You become a different person, absolutely. You, in this case, you could definitely tell that he was way off. And at the same time, it broke my heart to see that that was Mallory's last minutes of, you know, anybody seeing her, any really video. I'm sure there was probably some more Snapchat videos or something Mm -hmm. while they were on the boat that they didn't release out to the public. And I absolutely understand why for the parents and stuff like that. But it was was heartbreaking to see, and especially hearing from Anthony's side of it, that, you know, they didn't want to do it, but, you know, kind of hard not to or to tell Paul no Mm -hmm. and he kind of got to follow Paul and all this other stuff and had he stood his ground you know Mallory could still possibly be alive Mm -hmm. and he my heart goes out to him it goes out to her family his family and all that because they had to all of them really that they had to go through this tragedy but just when you know something's not right just stand up for yourself Walk away from the situation. Know that it's a bad idea and walk away. Mm-hmm. Just, ugh. I was just, I, me personally as a parent, I'm sitting here watching this and it just, it just tearing me apart. Just to watch that going, why? Um, so, they're on the boat. Um, and I think that's when Paul um, hit Morgan. Yes. And said, um, 
your dad can't even support your family. Basically saying because her mom worked. Yeah. Um, whereas Paul's mom did not. Um, Just throw in the fact that he's got more money in the face. Oh, it turns out he doesn't. Um, <laughs> so, to me, when she said that he smacked her, um, and her friend Miley was like, you could tell that wasn't the first time that he had hit her. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Paul had to have learned that somehow from someone. Maybe his dad hit his mom and everything wasn't as, you know, super wonderful as everybody was saying in the trial. Oh, I'd do anything for her. Well, maybe not. See, that, that, (laughs) that's another thing that just I don't know why it grinded my gear so much about it is your friends literally watched you get hit by this guy and not anybody said a thing let alone her herself at at, at the time at the time but she did not tell them that she had been hit prior yes and I'm I'm all about you know, if somebody's abusing you, get out of the situation. I know it's hard. I know it's it's difficult and stuff like that. But you have got to just get out. Stand up for yourself. Fight back. Fight back as hard as you can and get out of the situation. Because there is nothing that you could ever do for some for it to be okay for someone to smack you in the face. No. Now, if you started it, yes. <laughs> But in this case, yeah, I was no. Yeah. So, I feel sorry for Mallory. I feel sorry for Morgan that she had to put up with that. And I feel sorry for Miley because she lost her friend and just found out that her other friend was getting hit. Yeah. So, they're on the boat. They're heading back. Yep. Paul's being a dick and is just doing like circles circles and and driving around and just being a general jackass and then Connor goes to take the wheel because Paul will just walk away from the steering wheel so Connor would grab it and you know, straighten it out and get them to where they needed to go. And then Paul would come back over and push him. And, uh, and I know at some point, out, um, um, oh my goodness, I'm Anthony? At, Anthony was trying to drive because he was a little bit sober, I guess, than no, the he, other two are offered to. He went with um, Mallory, I think, towards the front of the boat. Okay, yeah. Um, and the only two, I think, that were in the back were Paul and Connor. Well, because the two girls were on the cooler. Is yeah. What, what they talked yeah, about. Yeah, because they, they had, had to keep get, get, getting up yeah. to get drinks. So, um, you actually see footage of the boat go under, under the, bridge. the bridge, and then it 
rams into the pylon. And you hear the 911. Um, and Mallory was ejected from the boat. But she wasn't the only one. It was also um, Ma- the other Mallory. Not Mallory. Mallory and... Uh, Miley. Miley, I yeah, think. Because she had her... Her oh, hand got tore up. No, that was Morgan, wasn't it? I think Morgan got There's her. There's so many M's yeah. in this case. I it's want hard to try to keep it all straight. I want... Yeah, I think it was Morgan that got her hand messed up. Okay, okay, yeah. So, um, uh, police came down there... Uh, somehow, I don't know how Paul ended up in just his boxers. Yeah, that was really, really odd that he was. Because if you look at some of the... Okay, so they had showed a few of the different little Snapchat videos and those stuff. And of yes. course, when he's on the dock, he has clothes on. Mm-hmm. When he's on the boat and the couple of little videos that they did, he's got clothes on. On the video of the boat going in... And I'm assuming it's probably Connor. Connor's got clothes on. And whoever's next to him, clearly you can see a shirt. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how he ends up just in boxers. But okay. And mind you, this is Febu- February. And it's... At night, it's cold. Yeah, well... Okay. Well, he's he's probably, not feeling any pain, by the way. He, he's probably burning up and stuff from the alcohol itself yeah. and not feeling nothing. But, I mean, even down here in the south, it, it may be a little chilly and cold. That water's going to be cold. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's going to be cold. But as far as being outside, the temps may be warm. It may be a... It, it looks like it was kind of cool according to some of the photos and videos and stuff and the way that they talked about how they do this oyster cookout or whatever the case is. Um but yeah, I mean, they're they're freezing, they're freaking out. Um, there's a lot of confrontation. There's a lot of talking going on between, between officers and Anthony, Anthony is yelling at Paul, saying, "What are you grinning at? You should kill my girlfriend!" and a bunch of swear words. Um, he tells one of the officers, "Yeah, you know who that is? That's a Murdoch. Good luck." Yeah. Um, so, Paul, it took, I think, a couple people to get Paul restrained on the ambulance, Mm -hmm. uh, gurney, so they finally get him and take him to the hospital, they take, um, Mallory, but because her hand is messed up, and they take Connor. Morgan and Connor. Mallory's the one that's missing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and... Anthony stayed behind. Yes, because he was going to find... He was determined to find Mallory. Mallory. He did not want to leave her. Um, at the hospital, this is where shenanigans come into play. Well, shenanigans came into play even before that. They're out, they're out there right you know, and the ambulance is already there, and parents are even showing up. Nobody has called Mallory's parents no. at this point. Mm-mm. So, again, still, no. Mallory's parents have no idea what is going on. The kids are already at the hospital. Stuff's going out. Paul somehow managed to get a hold of his granddaddy. 
Yeah, Paul called his grandfather Randolph, and Randolph and Alec showed up at the hospital. And Alec pulled out his little uh, prosecutor badge, mm-hmm. uh, which he isn't even a full-time prosecutor. He has maybe tr- helped try uh, one case in like four years or something. Something like that, but he's in the hospital. He's telling everybody, you know, Shh, I've got you. I'm covering. I'm protecting y'all. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. And trying to turn this around where it, it doesn't look like Paul's at fault when You've got how many people? You've got Miley, four, four other, Morgan, Anthony, and Connor. Saying four other people saying was, Paul. Was, and all of a sudden now he's trying to turn it where it's Connor. Yeah. While Paul and Connor were both driving the boat. Okay, yeah, I got that. But you can even see in the video clip, the, the money clip that you see, mm-hmm. Connor's right here. And in the... Um, in the Netflix one, they... Um, Reenact the trial with the little dummies. Yes. Mark uh, Tinsley, who is the Beach family lawyer suing the Murdochs. Yes. He did a reenactment of the boat crash and the injuries that Connor uh, got... Mm-hmm would only have been possible if he was on the right Right side side of the boat. Whereas the wheel of the boat is on the left side, which is where Paul was. Which, where we understood where he got the um, chin injury is where, uh, I guess, the poles for the deep sea fishing or something like that go into play right there or something like that. I think so. Uh, Where he got cut on the jaw and he also broke some glass where his I guess his hand Hand went through yep so um Alec Mm -hmm. is walking around and uh kind of intercepting the investigating officer of the you know hey what's going on and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got this. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I got this. Uh, it looks like uh, that Connor kid, you know. Is at fault. Yeah. And he went in there, and I guess he told Connor not to say anything. Uh, and then next thing, Connor knew he came out of the room, and um, he was being told that he was driving. Yes. And he's like, my best friend just threw me under the bus yep and i'm like wow paul is a grade a good guy isn't he your best friend just you know blamed you for this whole mess yes and it was it's it's crazy that the way that they spoke and how everything went down in the hospital and stuff like that and they show you pictures of paul and he just looks just not the other pictures that you normally see him. It looks, he looks like chaotic. He. It looks like the the lights are on, but nobody's home. You know, like yes, uh, glazed over. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And you know, 
they they said he didn't have a whole lot of injuries from the accident which when you're when you're drunk your body's pretty much in a full relaxed mode mm-hmm. so of course when he flipped hit whatever he was kind of weak and he was good so of course and again i still don't know about the clothes but you know it's like dude this is this is nuts just everything that was going on at that hospital and you know back at the uh site um anthony is was it was it anthony's parents or was it okay mallory's parents hadn't been told yet no not not yet at this point um and it's already i think been over an hour yes and i believe it was anthony's parents that were like do we need somebody needs to call mallory's parents and yeah. stuff like that and tell them what's going on and you know i was just like what in the heck is wrong with this police department and these people mm-hmm. because usually now i'm just saying from experience on my end having a car accident the second you go into an accident you know they they pull you know if you're a child they pull who you are and they say hey hey we need to find next of kin and stuff like that and let them know and hey is there somebody we can call or whatever and the case may be and that's like it's like pretty immediate i mean i had my accident and probably within 20 minutes if that my parents were notified Mm -hmm. so this was just what the heck um and i think when they were notified they drove down and were not allowed to go down where the accident occurred. Yes, the actual... Her mom wanted to go down to the water. And they wouldn't let her. And they wouldn't let her. And then... However... um, (laughs) Grandpa Murdoch, uh, Randolph, came rolling up in a truck with um, Maggie, that's Paul's mom, um, and they were immediately let down to, to the where, site. The, where the incident occurred. Which I think is ridiculous. Yes, because... The, these people, what the... Mm. Well, um, Alex's brother, um, John Marvin, mm-hmm. was allowed to take his trailer and take the boat... Before SLED was able to document any of the, you know, do their crime scene investigation, investigations. Yeah. They wanted to get it out of the way. And there was pictures taken of evidence that didn't get bagged and taken away and somehow magically disappeared. Mm-hmm. Hello. We're just magicians over here. Stuff just happens and poof, it's gone. It's, oh, my goodness. So... And some of the people, uh, some of the people, uh, were friends of the Murdaugh, so, you know, the hinky shit was going down. Yeah. So, Mallory's mom, I think, was sitting in a truck? She was sitting in a truck, and then this was like a day or two later, while she, while Mallory is still missing, because... They didn't find her for, for seven days. Correct. Um, and then Maggie got into the back of the pickup and said 
something along the lines of, um, what if they don't ever find her? And it's like, how can you think like that? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, did you just say that to this lady? Mm -hmm. That's a bunch of bull. Um... I'm I'm going under the theory that maybe she meant if you can't find the body you can't charge anybody or whatever. I don't know. It came off very rude, very callous. Yes. Kind of like uh hey, she's sleeping with the fishes kind of rude. Absolutely. And I just uh, I'm sorry. That is just something you don't say to a parent like that. I mean, Okay, what if it was your kid? You know, let's flip, flip the case. What if it was Paul? Which, I mean, later on, we're <laughs> going to talk about that. But, you know, uh, I don't understand these people. I really don't. Some of the stuff they say and do and stuff like that and watching all this this stuff is just mind-boggling. Okay, I'm going to call it bullshit backwood hillbilly shenanigans is what it is. Yes. So, um, they finally find, um, Mallory, seven days later. Poor girl. Um, and I don't know how long it took them to charge him. So, that would have been, um, I believe it was in 2021. So, the Beach wrongful death case began unraveling of Alex Murdoff's crime enterprise, exposing the financial information and the spiral. Well, we get to that later. And all uh, that. But oh, no, sorry. As of September 2021, uh, he still wasn't charged at that point. Yeah, he was. Mm, as of September 2021, investigators alleged police may have been uh, persuaded not to charge Paul. So, but well, when did it say he was arrested? Uh, he was arrested because they, um, they, they find. I know there was a lot of brouhaha, um, but he was, he did finally get arrested or arraigned. Um, there were no. Uh, he he showed up for court um and i think jim griffin who is the one of the attorneys that was uh defending alec was his lawyer yes and there was no bail and there's no handcuffs he just showed up then um, they took his uh, mug shot uh, in the hallway of the courthouse. Yes. And then he went home. Exactly. And a whole bunch of people basically were calling what I call bullshit. Um, okay, so... In April of 2019, he was charged with the felony count of the boat under the influence, uh, but he pled not guilty to all three charges. Um, 
he he didn't get to stand trial. He was killed before then. Yeah. So, um, and that is what, that's the boat case. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't think Anthony or Connor or Mallory, uh, well, not Mallory, my, uh, Miley or Miley. Uh, Morgan, uh, basically have anything to do with Paul anymore because who wants a friend that'll A, almost get you killed, and two, throw you under the bus. Yeah. And, and there, there was there was parts where, you know, they were they were trying to go to get him on these felonies and stuff like that. And I guess Anthony saw him later on at some point. They had crossed paths or whatever. Oh, yeah, when the, uh, Paul finally showed up at the bridge where Anthony was still looking for Mallory and he looked across the bridge and uh, Paul came over and said I love you man and he said yeah, yeah okay yeah. Yeah. and it's just yeah it was just horrible situation horrible case and stuff like that um, and again with this one the that case in particular just learn a lesson from these guys if you if you're learning anything is to be responsible with when you're drinking whether you are underage or overage um don't operate any type of machinery be it a saw a golf cart a one of those little razor scooter thingies because you could fall that off of that and break a leg or an arm or a vehicle or a boat or just anything in general be responsible call you know don't drink and operate don't drink and operate and you know preferably wait until you're 21 to drink um, and do so responsibly Um, I know a lot of kids don't listen to to that and just you know if you're in a situation where you need help you know call call your parents they're only going to be mad at you for a little bit, but at least you're going to be here for the long run. And then you get to throw up <laughs> and have a banging headache. And the other, the other thing in this one, Brr. just with this, just with this case is, you know, is, you know, just be responsible. Take up, take up for yourself too. Don't ever let anybody hit you if you're in a situation where somebody is hitting you beating you there are helplines all over the world that you can call and contact google um, talk to a friend somebody get help absolutely get help Um, so yeah uh, you know rest in peace Mallory I'm sorry for your family and stuff like that and I'm sorry for everybody that had to go through this and was involved in it hit them at some point, whether it be a friend, a family member, whatever the case may be. This just was all around bad. So I will say one thing. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people were saying uh, when Netflix dropped the three-part uh, series, uh, they were like, "Oh, do you think they did it because of the trial? Do you think it'll have anything to do with the trial?" No, because the jury is not supposed to watch read anything. anything, watch anything, you know, basically put blinders on, put, you know, muffins on your ears. Um, the reason it was 
dropped when it was dropped because it would have been the anniversary of her death. And the trial was only supposed to be a three-week trial. Yes, and it... Well, there's a reason. There's a reason it turned into a six-week trial, but we'll get, we'll get to, to that. that later. Yeah. Okay. So that will lead into the June seventh, twenty twenty-one, the murders of Maggie and Paul Murdoch. Okay. So leading up to this, um, Maggie was spending less and less time in Hampton mm -hmm. because she felt like she was being shunned because uh, all of all the media uh, and social social media press and how they were saying that it was Paul and it was the Murdoch's blah 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 so she didn't really have a whole lot of friends in Hampton so she started hanging out like in Charleston and Edisto where she, you know, wouldn't be harangued and looked down upon because of, you know, what her last name was and what a horrible person she was. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so she was staying in Edisto, which is their beach house. Again, mm -hmm. I'm not from South Carolina. I don't know where any of these places are. <laughs> so, they have um, the 1700 acre hunting lodge. That's my bunny ears right there. Hunting lodge. Um, where um, I think Paul was staying. Well, no. I think Paul was living with his uncle. He was in a cabin by himself. He was still, because he was supposed to be, like, kind of laying low, and he was still throwing parties, and people were still showing up and taking pictures with him, and there's more Snapchat videos and stuff like that. While he is on trial. Well, getting ready for getting trial. Getting ready for trial, sorry. For the death of Mallory Beach. And here he is just partying it up like nothing ain't ever happened. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is what is wrong with these people? It just aggravates me so much. So, but I know he's at a, like, a little cabin somewhere and stuff like that. They, they, I don't really remember exactly what they, how Maggie and them are there. Do you? Okay, yes. Right. <coughs> Tell me. So. Paul was staying with his uncle John Marvin because mm -hmm. he worked at um, his uh, rental place. Okay. So he actually, he was like a dirt boy. He worked the uh, equipment, anything that needed to be cleaned or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he did that for his uncle's business rental property or rental business yes yeah. and there was they had planted some sunflower seeds okay for i don't know if you get doves that way or if you get ducks i don't know it was to lure some poor animal onto their property to kill it. 
Um, like you would put water in a pond and lure a duck. I think it's doves. I don't know. I believe so. I could be wrong. So, the gardener, groundskeeper, I guess, sprayed them. And Alec had called Paul and said, showed him the uh, sunflowers and said, we, look, we have, these are dying, we have to replant them. I guess if they're going to make dove murder season, whatever it is. <laughs> um, so he asked Paul to come to Moselle to look at the sunflowers. It was such a weird thing. I don't understand hunting. So, um, And Maggie... Okay, Maggie <laughs> was in Edisto. She was having house uh, work done on the house because they were getting ready for. Okay, there are two holidays that start the summer. Uh, it's either Memorial starts it and Labor ends it. It was whichever one was coming up. It'll be Memorial Day. Okay. So, <laughs> um, because they were going to have a party. Well, now Memorial Day would have already happened. Okay. Because so Memorial's been... in May. Labor's, Labor Day is not till uh, like August, August September. Okay. So, and we're in June, so they must have just been having some sort of soiree. So she was getting the house um, done because she was going to have a Labor Day thing. Um... So she was going to stay there. Okay. Then uh, Alec had said, hey, come to Moselle because I'm going to go and visit my dad. Um, and she was like, uh, okay, I guess. Um, so because she, w- she didn't have a problem visiting his dad. She really didn't like visiting his mom because she has Alzheimer's, and uh, it's tough. Yeah, it's 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 horrible. Um, so she said, yeah, she would go and and see see the house, see his dad, and you know stay there. So, on her way home, apparently she called her sister and said, you know, I really don't want to go. Um, And you could tell when her sister was talking on the stand that she felt really bad because she encouraged her sister. Well, yeah. it's, you know, your your husband, you gotta, you know, just support him and, you know, go and see his dad and stuff. Uh, she felt, you could tell, broke her heart, like, oh my god, I can't believe that. Um, so Maggie was like, yeah, you're right. So she went to um, Moselle. Mm-hmm. She also texted um, Blanca, who is the housekeeper of Moselle, that um, she was leaving Edisto, um, and 
this is gonna be rude because she this is what she said she said um i left it unlocked i hope the mexicans will lock it up for me which i meant i i i took to mean the workers yes uh who were working on the house uh because to me that showed that no she was she was going to stay there yeah that she had not planned on staying at Moselle okay um so she had that she sent that to Blanca and said you know can you cook uh dinner and Blanca did and so then Maggie went to Moselle now um there is a huge difference into what uh Alec Murdaugh testified okay on the stand and as to times and what actually occurred so what actually occurred was that um at about noon, uh, Alec went uh, to work, mm-hmm. and Blanca saw him and fixed his collar on his shirt, so she knew exactly, exactly what, what he, he was, was wearing. wearing. She did his laundry. She knew, you know, everything. And so before he left, she fixed his collar, and he left. Mm. So then he goes to work, and he's there until, I think, about 6, 6.30. Mm-hmm. And then he, show, he comes to Moselle, and then I think Paul does. Now I'm getting my times messed up because I can't remember. I know it ended up to be around, maybe he showed up, maybe Paul showed up at 7? I believe that was around the right time, yeah. And then Maggie, not until after that. Mm-hmm. So Alec and Paul rode around on the little ATV. Yep. Checking the dog kennels and... Um, checking the... Showing him the stupid sunflowers. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a Snapchat video uh, of uh, Alec with this tree. And it was a tree, apparently, that he... That had blown over and he tried to, you know, tie it up with strings so it would stay straight... Okay. Yeah. Well, Paul was laughing because it had just, like, flunked over again. Um, and you can clearly see that he is wearing a bluish shirt and khakis and, like, um, loafers. Uh, leather loafer type shoes. So then I guess Maggie comes. They eat. Um, then. Maggie wanted to go to the kennels. Um, 
So she got Paul to go with her because she didn't want to go by herself. And this is around, what, like 9, 8, 9 o'clock? It's about, I want to say 8.30-ish, closer to 8.30, And um, then Maggie asked Alec to go down to the kennel, and he said no. This is what he said on the stand, mind you. Yeah. And then on the stand, he said, but I ended up going, you know, he said he had already showered and uh, didn't want to go down there because it was going to be a commotion. um, And he didn't want to get all hot and sweaty. Whatever. Um, So what we know happened is that uh, Maggie and Paul were down at the kennels around 844. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two or three house dogs, which they don't let up to the house because Buster's got allergies or eczema or something, but it doesn't make any sense because Buster doesn't even live at Moselle. Yeah, that's really odd. Yeah. So there's Bubba and Grady, who are, they're two, I think they're both labs. Okay. Um, and then there's, uh, there are some hunting dogs. Okay. Which they keep down at the, uh, at the kennels. Yes. Yeah. And... Maggie is, you can tell that she had let Bubba out, and on, Paul had called his friend Rowan, Mm -hmm. because he had Rowan's dog Cash there, and Paul had said, I think something's wrong with Cash's tail. And Rowan had said, well, FaceTime me and show me because his girlfriend knew a vet that could come and take a look at it if it was something Something that needed to look at. So um, there is a 11-minute failed FaceTime. um, And he said, if you don't, if I don't, if you don't get the FaceTime, because they have weird reception out there, um, uh, send me a video, which is what ends up being the thorn in Alec Murdoch's side. Because on this video, mm-hmm. uh, you see Paul going into Cash's cage, and Cash is wagging his little butt, you know. And he's like, hey, buddy. And you can hear Maggie say, oh, Bubba's got a guinea. And then you hear Paul say, that's not a guinea. And you can hear Alec say, that's a chicken. Come here, Bubba. And so... So he's there. He's there. Um, And he apparently didn't know that this video even existed until the trial yes oh wow because <clears throat> he, was, he was denying being down there the the whole time before it oh yeah to it and 
Oh, even to the 911 people. He was like, I haven't seen them for like an hour and a half, two hours. And uh, we're like, bullshit. Um, So we know something happened. Not a, I don't, I, I don't know if he pulled the trigger. I can't say that. 100% sure he did. I don't know if he paid someone to do it. Mm -hmm. I know he had something to do with it. Because how do you not hear? He's like, I was up at the house taking a nap. How do you not hear like seven, eight shots? That's just, that's crazy not to. And because, like, I don't know how to explain it. I just, the video is obviously going to be the, that little nail in the coffin for him part. But there was there was so much going on. And how, how all this stuff happens to one family, good Lord. You, I mean, you got some bad juju on you. Backwood hillbilly shenanigans coming to bite you in the butt. Yeah, understatement of the century there. So So I'm going to speed through this. Okay, so um, he says he's napping. He never went down to the kennels. Mm -hmm. He was napping, and then he texts Maggie, uh, hey, I'm going to go see Mom, because his dad had been taken to the hospital right um earlier that day okay um so he goes to his mom's mom's house in Almeda Mm -hmm. Alameda Almeda I don't know um and it takes about 15 minutes which by the way during the trial he was driving 18 miles an hour at nine o'clock on a hillbilly road. I would not want to go that fast because um if you hit a deer, that's gonna wreck you bad. So I mean why would you be going eighty? I drive like a grandmother. I'm, I admit it, but come on. But I mean, like even for for me, which y- you know I. Oh my god, <laughs> crappy driver. Shush it. So I, I get it going down the gravel roads. I've learned my lesson. Oh no, these are the paved. These are paved. Oh, these are paved. Oh, okay. I still well, see, like they're a little bit fancier then. So they don't have street I, lights i know but i wouldn't be going 80 but i wouldn't necessarily be going 10 miles an hour either no a nice go. 50 would be appropriate yeah 50. i may say 60 if you're a better driver than you um <gasps> yeah i said it um <laughs> but 80 yeah that's that's a little much i mean why are you in such a hurry his mom ain't going anywhere so he's going 80 people to his uh, mom's house. Mommy dearest. So he pulls around the back, 
calls uh, the how the caretaker that he's there, but in the f- five to six minutes that he's before he calls, he's messing around over by what they call the smoke shed. Mm-hmm. I personally think probably disposing of evidence, but that's just me. <laughs> So then he calls the housekeeper, Miss Shelley, and says, Hey, I'm here. Open the door. So she comes and opens the door, and he comes in there and holds his mom's hand. And um, they were watching a game show. Um, okay. What was it? America Says? Yes, because I would watch it on the game show network. I was about to say, you're the one that's yep. notorious for watching those and, and getting the answers almost every single one. Right. Um, so, Miss Shelley said that, you know, he basically laid on the bed and watched about 15 minutes of TV and then said, okay, well, I'll see you, and left. Now, now, let me just pause real quick. So you you leave around eight forty something at night or nine o'clock. He whatever. left he left Moselle at about nine oh four. Okay, so you're leaving at nine o'clock at night first off to go see your mom, who is by the way probably asleep. You know, you know, or you know, watching the show, getting ready to go to bed, and you drive how many minutes? About fifteen. Okay, you're driving going off. eighty. So fifteen minutes going eighty miles an hour, and you're not you're there more than quicker than fifteen minutes, and you're there for about fifteen minutes. You drive all that way for fifteen minutes. I'm sorry, I drive. Occasionally, I'll drive to my parents' house, you know, which is about a ten minute drive. Oh, I wouldn't even say it's ten. Yeah, maybe Because you get up on the little freeway and you zoom around. True, but you know, include the stoplights, okay? Uh, give, give me a 10 minute window, okay? But I go to my parents driving 10 minutes. I'm usually there like 30, 40 minutes, unless I'm literally going to like let the dog out and then. Right. But even still, I'm there for at least 20, 30 minutes at max, you know, because I let the dog out, put the dog love on the dog, stuff like that. I mean, Go in the refrigerator, see if there's anything, and eat. Grocery shop. <laughs> grocery shop. Um, but, but in the, Do in a little chit-chat with Miss Shelley. Hey, how's it going? Things going yeah. good? Yeah, how's mom been doing? Oh, she's been doing good? Yeah. But no. They watch TV, and then um, he's like, yeah, okay, I'll leave. And she said he was wearing shorts, a t-shirt, and... Some kind of cloth boat shoes, what I call... Hey dudes, something like that. I don't know, kind of like Vans, like Dickies or... Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, hey, hey dudes is his new style oh, shoe. I am. It's very comfortable. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um... I like your Bob shoes. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll, Bob's, I'll get her there. Bob's donates to animals. Okay, so then, um, he, for some reason, goes across the train tracks. I don't, I missed that part. I got lost. Um, so then he comes back home, not doing 80. Oh, weirdo. Um, oh, because he probably already knows they're dead. Um, and 
he says he goes up to the house, which doesn't make sense because there are two entrances. There's the one by the kennels, right. and then there's the one that goes by the brick entrance thingy. The fancy one. It's not really fancy. It's. <laughs> yeah. I call it fancy entrance because it's ah. like a nice brick on both sides and the gate opens up. It's the fancy entrance. I don't think it has a gate. It's just two. I'm pretty sure I thought it did. No, I don't think so. Anyway, so he goes through the front Front entrance, which again, stupid. Um, And the kennels are to the left. Mm -hmm. And if Paul and Maggie were still at the kennels, the lights would be on, which right. they were. So he goes to the house, and the house is locked, which I'm like, why do you even bother if you knew that you're... Anyway, so he's like, nobody's up at the front big house. Maybe they're down at the kennels. So he gets in his little golf cart, and, uh, no, he gets in his suburban, my bad. The golf cart thing was when he murdered them, uh, allegedly. <laughs> um, so he gets in his suburban and drives it down there, that big whopping two seconds. And then he says that he went and checked them, saw the, the, the mess, and then it's the it's the pretty little phone call, right? Yeah. So, can I say about the phone call? All right. So Alex calls the police from his cell phone at ten o six p.m., saying he has discovered the body of a twenty two year old son, Paul, and his fifty two year old wife Maggie near the dog kennels at their family's hunting lodge in South Carolina. Both have been shot multiple times. Um, and Alex reported the time of killing was probably around nine. So first off, how did he know mm-hmm. it was around nine? Because how do you know left. what time you need to lie about unless you know when they were murdered? And here's my here's my other thing. Here's my other thing. Okay, um, on the call he says uh, he he's found his wife and child like he's very particular on his words if you listen to the 911 phone call his wife and child i'm sorry whenever maybe maybe i'm just overthinking this and i probably am when i'm saying one of my family members is hurt i'm like oh my gosh it's my mom and my brother or it's you know my my fiance and my daughter the word daughter automatically is your first vocabulary word maybe maybe in south carolina it's a little different maybe they say my child but that that just sounded so practiced Mm -hmm. like it was it was set first of all perfectly i would not be able to blubber out any words i would be lucky to get out my address 
Blood, blood, blood. Yes. He sounds like he's trying to be frantic on the phone call, but very calm at the same time and saying that, you know, my wife and the, and they're, they have like no pulse. They're, they're, they're dead. So, uh, beep, beep, beep. Here we go. Um, it took from the time that he got out of his car to the 911 call. 16 seconds. Hmm. I'm sorry. It would take me longer than that if I saw what was there. I. It would take you longer to check a pulse because you have to find a, you know, yeah. a, a, a vein and yep. take feel a pulse. It. Or you're laying your head down to hear the heartbeat. You're and then you'd be, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, tears. Yes. Oh my God. And then you go over to your uh, your son. Oh my God. You would have blood on you. Exactly. You would have, I would have tears everywhere. I would look like shit. And yes. I would be covered in blood. I mean, I, I honestly don't think I would even be able to let go of my loved one to go to make the phone call. I know I would have to, but it would be more than 16 seconds. Right. It would be way longer than I, that. I'd you be like, can't, I couldn't, oh I can't process crap in 16 seconds. You know, and it's just, like I said, it sounded very, very rehearsed. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he made sure to say, I was at my mom's. I, I left them. I was there about an hour and a half or so. And I saw them 45 minutes before that. Yeah, nice to, of you to throw general times out so that you're free and clear of what the giant mess you just made. Exactly. So um, the first responder cop comes up and you see body cam footage body cam action and he's wearing um a white t-shirt and green uh green uh like kind of cargo cargo shorts yeah and white and orange and yellow uh trainers uh, tennis shoes Oh, so he switched out of the loaf, the, the, show, the shoes again. Hinky dinky again, yes. <laughs> um, and he says, uh, oh, yeah, I was at my mom's for like an hour, and uh, I came and I found them. So he, right off the bat, lies. Lied. Um, which comes into play later when on the stand he said, I lied because I didn't trust SLED uh, because um, they did one of my friends wrong. Well, he didn't lie to SLED right there. He lied to 911. He lied to the first responder right there. there. Yep. Uh, so, SLED had nothing to do with it. You're covering your ass. It, it, it's, it's crazy how all that, you know, everything that went down in the, in the courtroom as far as him trying to testify and tell this story to, to benefit him and to mm-hmm. show that, oh, I'm innocent and stuff like that. Here's my thing. Here it is, okay? So, 
Maggie and them were murdered. There, there's something fishy going on. There's obviously stuff going down. You took your cell phone with you. Your cell phone's active. Your son's cell phone's active. And your wife's cell phone's active. Okay? They ping off towers every time they, they get a text message, they get a phone call. Um, if you open it up to check, it pings off an area and stuff like that. It has location. Right. And they, the prosecution made several points to say that Alec was always on his phone. Yeah. But from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, nothing. Exactly. Like, it was turned off. So. Which I think is why he thought, oh, they're never going to find out I'm at the kennels because I turned my phone off. Ha ha ha. But as soon as I turned it back on, dun dun dun. Yeah, and then that shows him. Uh, leaving. Leaving Moselle. Because so, he didn't know Paul recorded the thing. And he got, he got busted. caught. So and now so, I don't, I don't know why he did it. People, the prosecution was saying it that he had pressure because of the money that he had been stealing. There was a lot of stuff that they that that people talked about, and of course, you know, me, I was on TikTok, Facebook, uh, Instagram. I've I've been on a bunch of different things with people saying what they think. Um, his oxy oxycotton uh, addiction, the embezzlement of money. Um, Paul's case that was going against him mm-hmm. uh, for um, the boat trial. Uh, because the, Paul, Paul was being uh, charged, but the Murdaws were being sued civilly. Yes. Mallory Beach's family was suing them, I think, for $30 million. Mm-hmm. And Buster was sued because he gave Paul his license license, and he had already settled and and in the trial he flipped off uh mark tinsley and uh he got called on it by the judge so haha you idiot well and then also keep in mind he's also estranged from his wife during all this because between what happened supposedly supposedly what happened with uh mallory beach up until then they started you know kind of because their family was, I guess, falling apart as far as everything that was going on and being sketchy and stuff like that. And then you want to fast forward while Sled is investigating and doing all this stuff, talking about that in, I think it was September of 21. Oh, yeah, when he called 911 and said he was changing his tire and somebody stopped to help him, and then he got shot in the head. First off, first off, I, I, I'm just going to stop. Okay, so a lot of people said that the Murdaws, they had a lot of money, right? But they didn't, like, splurge in a sense. They were they were more chillaxed with their money. Yeah, some of them said this. It, 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 I believe it was the HBO series one that they talked that, about. Uh, that is, you cannot see me raising my eyebrow going, what? Yes, and so... I personally, from hearing these stories and these cases and them, them having, you know, um, nannies and people doing the yard intending to, that he gets a flat tire on the side of the road, he's not calling AAA. Mm-hmm. No, no. I mean, 
I'm, I'm not I'm not changing my tire and I don't have any money. No, I pay I pay insurance, I pay AAA to come out and do yeah. that stuff. I mean, can I change a tire? Yes I can. I learned that in driver's ed. <laughs> Hashtag mom and dad. But I mean, I'll do it if I have to, but if I'm in an area where I can do you know, call somebody and get help. Yeah, I'm gonna call AAA and have them come out and do it. And he also complained that he didn't want to get hot and sweaty when and go down to the kennel. The kennel. So, so he's not gonna get out of his car and change a tire, so, idiot. Yeah. So there, there's a bunch of stuff that you go in there and you're going, okay, this doesn't sound right. This doesn't sound. Right. And some rando guy pulls over on the side of the road. Which, okay, yeah, that could happen. Absolutely, could happen. Um, could somebody shoot you? Mm, yeah, okay, this sounds like a horror film starting. Anybody else see this? Because that's what, that's what happens in some of the horror movies that we watched at the very beginning. You have, you know, the innocent person. Yeah, but it's daytime. Quote, unquote. Hey. So. It happens. I know. So he, uh, in the ambulance, is saying, telling his whole, like, bullshit story. And even uh, does a sketch artist draw drawing of Of this this person this young guy yeah so it turns out that it is this guy named cousin eddie he's not related i don't know why they call him cousin eddie well yeah but it's cousin eddie it's alex drug dealer and he paid him five hundred thousand dollars to shoot him in the head so that Buster would get Alex life insurance. A ten million insurance. Payout, oh, it's twelve. Right? Yes. Oh, was it twelve? Okay. Yeah. So uh I don't understand why he just didn't do it himself, chicken shit. Um and so then cousin Eddie said, Look, if I was paid to kill him he would be dead yeah so that something hinkies in there and then they said well why did you draw the sketch artist he's like well when the person that i hired to kill me didn't kill me i had to come up with some excuse why i got shot uh, so just a bunch of backwood hillbilly shenanigan bullshit yeah it's just so crazy and then of course you know in both the netflix series and the hbo series they've got the the while he's in jail phone calls between Ah, buster and 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 daddy uh, buster uh was kicked out of law school for plagiarism so yeah he's an idiot so but it Apparently, he's got money somewhere, so I Again, I will tell you, um, after, it was sometime in July, somewhere around Labor Day, Alec and Buster went down to, like, Florida and the Keys. And the Keys, and hopped on over to the Bahamas. I think his money is over in the Bahamas, because that's where that Bitcoin guy's stole mm-hmm. a bunch of money and basically said, I'm living in the Bahamas. You can't extradite me. Right. And they said, ha ha, yes we can. 
because he really wasn't living in the Bahamas. So yeah. I think there is money in the Bahamas. Well, there probably is. And what so, the hell is with the Bahamas? Hey, I went there. I I enjoyed going there. There there is some nice niceties to it, but there is some sketchy stuff. I won't lie, but. That's the, why you go to Belize. Everything is cheaper, and you can live there for, like, reals. <laughs> Just got to figure out how to get that money there, right? Yes. So. And speak Spanish. Yes. So, at, as of March of 2023, uh, Alex Murdoch faced a total of 102 grand jury criminal charges related to financial fraud and drugs. Um, there was the uh, Beach wrongful death lawsuit, mm-hmm. three criminal murder for hire suicide schemes, and then 88 charges of embezzlement and other frauds, right? Yes. So he was uh, found guilty of uh, Paul and Maggie's Murdaugh, and he was sentenced to life. Mm-hmm. On both counts, good luck serving two life sentences. Um, and they didn't even mention the uh, uh, what is it? Something you have weapons uh, during the commission of a homicide. Oh, it, it, the max was five five years. Um, but since he got a life sentence, you can't add five, so... Possession, possession of a weapon during commission of a violent crime. Yeah. In the deaths of his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul. That's... Okay, yeah. So the, 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 those two charges were basically negated because he got life on both. So two lives plus five years. Yes. Ta-da! Uh, well, actually, it would be <laughs> life plus ten. Oh, yeah, okay, for, yep, gotcha. Yeah, so, um, I would suggest, uh, watching both the, um, uh, Netflix special and the, uh, HBO Max special, um, Mandy, uh, what I say? Dang it. Mandy Matney, uh, her podcast on the oh yeah uh on the uh her podcast on the Murdaws is excellent um and if you can youtube the judge's statement at sentencing um I think it basically sums up everything that he saw and uh, took in at trial. Yes. Because he was not the he was not the person handing out the you know judgment. That's, that was right. the jury. That was the jury. Um, he was the one handing out the sentence. Okay. Gotcha. So. He had he saw all the evidence, saw all the arguments, uh, all the testimony, and 
came up with what I thought was a astounding picture of that sums up what I saw. Okay. And um, especially when he used Alex's own words against him, he's like, "You, what was it you said? What a, a wild web we weave." And he's he's like, "Yeah, you, you did that." And it was it was. It's quite a web. Yes, that's for sure, and. There, there are other media portrayals that you can look into. There's uh, inve- Investigation Discovery, uh, the Murdoch Murders, Deadly Dynasty uh, that came out last year. Um, Campfire Studios also has uh, the Murdoch Dynasty that gets into a little bit more of that and stuff like that. Um, now, the big question is, now that all this is kind of set, remember, they still have evidence that opened up this Stephen Smith case mm-hmm. so we still may have more and that that was on. that was brought up again um i was it either yesterday or today okay um in closing mm-hmm. uh, um so so there there could be more yeah. that he could be going after. I but. will say that um, one of the first things that Alec said, uh, who he basically blamed, was he s- always kept saying it had to do with the boat case. Yeah. Not the people that were involved in the boat case. But the boat but, case itself. No, but the social media. Yes. And the people on the internet. And he's like, all the horrible things that these people were saying. All the misinformation about Paul. And how he was getting beat up. He was not getting beat up. Okay. Um, And I do not think... He thinks some rando came to Moselle when Maggie and Paul were not supposed to be there, by the way. I think that Alec lured them there, but he says that some rando off the street off the, you got so upset about the internet uh, uh, and that they show up at Moselle mm-hmm. with no guns because they're like, oh, I guess uh, they're they'll have guns here, just they laying around, lodge, right? right, laying around. Yeah. So, um, the internet are trolls, okay, or lurkers. I'm yeah. a lurker. You know, you say shit, but that doesn't mean you back it up. Yeah. And I mean, like. Like, Look, Twitter so, is a dumpster fire. Look, social media can sometimes be good, and a lot of times it can't be bad. Good and for it, quick information, bad for bullying and putting people down. Yes, absolutely. And it, 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 it takes those people that come out and say, hey, look, we're, and again, we're not trying to bully Mm-mm. anybody whatsoever at all, but we're saying what our opinion is because well, we're thinking about it, and we're just mm-hmm. chatting about it, because this is 
this is big right now. It's in the media and stuff like that. This case has been very, very large. And it reminds me of the um, Amanda... I know you know If you name. say Amanda Knox. Amanda Knox? No, I think that's um, bull. And then, no, the other case. Um, help me out here. The girl in Florida. Oh, the Casey Anthony lady. Casey Anthony. Yeah, she's drowning. But but here's my thing: the media, the social, the social networking, started feeding a lot of this information, putting that information out there, and it built up to be a big case. And of course, U.S. media got involved, and then everybody else got involved, and everything else like that. Where stuff like this typically used to stay in a small town, and it would never hit the media this large. So, yes, it's good. Yes, it's bad. Because you have misinformation. Exactly. Somebody can put Donald Trump, um, just some rando BS on the internet and people will believe it. I don't believe Donald Trump. The man's a doofus. So I try to stay with more reputable sources. But in today's media, it is getting harder and harder to find reputable information. Well, like I said, with the whole Prince Harry thing, anybody can call themselves a royal correspondent. You're absolutely right. So, I mean, who, I'm sure that there was tons of misinformation. But right, but there there is also some information where people... There's no reason for them to lie right. or anything. And I'll throw a bad guy out there. Donald Trump, he, he's thrown stuff out there, too, where it's, hey, I ain't going to let y'all no, uh, let this hide here. This is the truth. What's going on here is an open book. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I say everybody is good and bad. It's how you take it and put it out there. Mm-hmm. And just... I don't trust anybody at their word. You have to prove to me. Prove it. Prove it. Be honest. You know, your parents teach you when you're young. Honesty is the best policy. I I teach my daughter, I'm never going to be mad if you tell me the truth. And if you have evidence to back it up, I'm really going to be bad. I'm going to be in your corner and I'm going to back you. But if you lie and I catch you, I'm going to beat your bottom I'm going to be highly upset mm-hmm. because I sat there and put my word out saying I trust what you're saying. So you just poo-pooed on me. Yeah. So this this case, like I said, I feel terrible for the families that had to go through all this. I'm sorry for the jury that had to be taken away for their families and couldn't be around to know what was going on to see all this other stuff and had to really go through this i'm sorry for families that still don't have answers like stephen smith's family and gloria satterfield's family absolutely and it just and now they're probably i mean they may find out but they may not i don't think we will ever 100 percent sure find out what happened that night at Moselle unless somebody comes up with a time machine and goes back in time and of all the places that I want to go that ain't one of them (laughs) but I mean I guess if you got five minutes you know whatever just make a quick pop over there yeah so yeah and 
you know, <laughs> my my next thing. And I, I know, I know, social media is going to. I mean, with how much the case has been going on, and how much information, how they already have all these podcast documentaries and stuff like that of this. When's the movie? Because. Oh, I've already decided that Morgan Freeman should play uh, the judge. Okay. Because he has a lovely, deep voice, and he was a very, very wonderful man. Yes, he is. But I I got a feeling this is one of those that they may turn into a I, film. I did call it the telenovela lifetime movie uh, hybrid baby because this is some jacked up stuff. Yes. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I mean. On a lighter note, closing out that whole Murdaugh thing. On a lighter note, Chelsea and I are both Team Selena in this whole Haley Bieber knee Baldwin versus Selena Gomez thing. Just... Because Selena needs to get back to work so that I can watch season three of Only Murders in the Building. You know what? I think that's gonna that should be our next podcast is talking about Only Murders, Only Murders in, the building. in the Building. I liked it. I can't get my parents to watch it, but whatever. Well, if you guys got anything that you think we need to see or watch or you want to deep dive about or discuss. Or just comment and say how awesome you think our podcast is. Just drop us a like. Uh, share this with your friends and family. and You can email us at uh, amusingswithchelseaandangie at gmail.com or you can comment and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Or you can send us a comment on that Spotify. So, until next time, I guess we'll chat with you guys later. Bye. Bye.